Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It's giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Can we just do it one more time because of those who are scrambling looking for paper? And for those who don't know, just go to our website, pastor.ng. You will find the declarations there. Just go under the sermons um, or track section. Some, any one of the two, you just see declarations, KWM. Just download it. It's less than one. It's a very, very small file. Okay? Just drop in your computer, your tab, and then you can declare along. There are three of them. Okay? We'll take one before. That's today when we started praying. And we'll take the last one when we are concluding the meeting for today. All right, the Lord is good? Now let's do it again. Let's do it with a a whole heart. Amen? Amen. One, two, let's go. Now I declare the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, as a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 That sounds very nice, isn't it? Now bless somebody on your left and your right before you sit down. Tell the person it is well with you. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is filling you with his light. He's filling you with the manna from heaven. And that manna is driving away every weakness from your body. When they left Egypt, there was not one that was weak amongst them. Yes. For those who are sitting, let them be seated. For those who are standing, keep on blessing yourself. All right. Just <laughs> say healing has come to you in the name of Jesus. Strength has come to you in the name of Jesus. Direction has come to you in the name of Jesus. Favor has come to you in the name of Jesus. Yes, vitality, strength, divine wisdom, understanding, skill, skill, skill has come to you in the name of Jesus. Favor, favor is surrounding you round about as with a shield in the name of Jesus. God is making you fruitful in everything. Fruitfulness in every area is your portion. You are fruitful in your spiritual life. You are fruitful in your business. You are fruitful in the fruit of your body. I didn't say say amen. Bless somebody. I'm not talking to you. Which one is say amen? Who is talking to you? Bless somebody. Speak the word to somebody's life. And not yeah, the Bible says it, it, it's more blessed to give. God loves a cheerful giver. Give to somebody. That's what I'm saying. Declare the divine counsel. Decline the will of God. So you will walk on water. Tell the person you will walk on financial water. You will walk on emotional water. You will walk on any kind of water. That these things are supposed to make people sink, it will make you sink. So in the name of Jesus, favor surrounds you like a shield. Where you didn't know anybody, physically speaking, you will be more favored than the person who knows the president. So that is the, that is the word of God concerning you. Say so doors that were closed before, they will open when you step close to them. 
you will speak to the rock, it will bring forth water for you. Instruct the person, say, this week, go out and speak to that rock. Speak to that door. Knock on that door, it will open for you. Because you are favored. Because you are favored. Because the name of God is upon you. Because the name of Jesus is upon you. That name will work wonders for you in the name of Jesus. Say, I thank God for your life. Tell the person, I thank God on your behalf. I thank God for your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Please take your seats. Alright, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Now can we open our Bibles again to Second Chronicles chapter 20? We have been opening to it for some time and we have not we are not going to finish yet. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And the story we have been reading from there is the story of Jehoshaphat when trouble came against him and how he handled it. The Bible says that these things were recorded for our learning. We are supposed to take instructions from them. We've read it so many times, so I'll just go, go to the highlight um, areas. Areas that are very important for our study on the power of praise. Um, in the earlier part, somebody told Jehoshaphat in verse 2, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, out of Aram and beyond. And behold, they are in Engedi. Verse 3, Jehoshaphat was afraid. So sometimes things happen in our lives that will cause us to be afraid. And he turned his attention to seek the Lord. It's how you respond to situations that matter. Situations will continually come up. It's your response that's important. The Bible says that he turned his attention to seek the Lord and as a result, he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So the people of Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. Um, I'm just want to save time. Then Jehoshaphat began to pray. In verse 6, he says, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? There is no other God he was saying apart from you. And you are, I say, are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand, so that no one can stand against you. Did you not, O God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel, and give it to the descendants of Abraham your friend forever? They have lived in it, and have built you a sanctuary here for your name, saying, Should evil come upon us, the sword of judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry to you in our distress, and you will hear and deliver us. Now behold the sons of Ammon and Moab and Manseer, whom you did not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. Verse 11, see how they are now rewarding us by coming to drive us out from your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance. O God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. But in the midst of everything, our eyes are on you. Then a prophet arose amongst them in verse 14. And he said in verse 15, Listen, all, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, Do not fear or be dismayed because of this multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them, 
Behold, they will come down from one angle. Verse 17 says, You need not fight in this battle. All you need to do is station yourselves, stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. If we, I'm just trying to, of course, save time. If you go down to verse 20, it said, They rose up early in the morning and went out of the wilderness. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets, and as a result, you will succeed. Now, they now discussed amongst themselves, and as a result, they appointed those who sang to the Lord, and those who praised him in holy attire, as they went out before the army, and they were singing a chorus like this, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Now, verse 22 is what we keep on emphasizing on. When they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so they were routed. Two of them, Ammon and Moab, gathered against the people of Mount Seir and destroyed them. Then they turned in themselves and destroyed each other. And as a result, Israel was blessed. When they came out, that's Judah, when they came out to look, all they saw were corpses lying on the ground. That's verse 24. And the people began to gather the spoil in verse 25. And it took them three days to gather the spoils they did not fight for, but that came into their lives as a result of praising God. Are you getting my point here? Yeah, they didn't fight for it. Normally, you fight to get spoils in your life. It's a result of your own efforts, okay? But in this particular situation, they didn't fight. They only came out and discovered that God had fought on their behalf. Now, what I want to bring out, which I've been looking at again and again, is that this happened while they were singing and while they were praising. In verse 22, it said, When they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes. And that's what we've been looking at, the fact that the power of God is released in the midst of the praises of his people. Now, what is praise? We have been explaining that. Praise means that we are ascribing to God the glory that is due to his name. That is the meaning of praise. That is, for example, I'm alive today. Somebody looks, looks at you and says, man, you are looking good. What is happening? Say, hmm, you know the, job, the new job I have, that job is good, though. That is, that is the opposite of praise. That is taking the name of the Lord thy God and doing what? Putting it on a vain thing. That is, that's what they have done. You have ascribed the goodness in your life to a job that you have. Like we said last time, there is none good but God. It is only God that is good. If anything good is coming into your life, you must remember to give the credit for that to the Lord. That's what it means to praise. What we have been seeing is that praise, I mean, it is very easy for Nathaniel Bassi to gather us and all of us come there to sing with him. He's anointed to lead us in praise. That is good praise, but one thing I have noticed is that these are the times you are supposed to practice praising. Learn a few songs from him, then sing it on your own. It is the one you sing on your own, not to entertain yourself now, but because the words matter to you, you believe those words. You wake up at night, you sing it. Before you sleep, you sing it. That is a praise that matters. When we come to church, it is good to gather together to praise. But in our individual lives, praise must be a constant thing. We have been talking about it. And many times when we are praising, remember we said praise is a form of prayer. And Jesus said, men ought always to pray. Uh-huh. So it means men ought always to what? Praise, praise and not to faint. That is, even though it looks like things are not working well, they must continually do what? Praise. He said, praise without ceasing. Paul said, pray without ceasing. Be devoted to prayer. Paul also said that, which means be devoted to what? Praise. Be devoted to praise. 
And we've been looking at that. There is that constant thing that's most important. What do I mean by constant thing? He said, those that fear the Lord, they spoke often to one another and the Lord heard. It is that often speaking that I've been addressing for the last few weeks here. Is that often speaking. And what do I mean? When you sit down with your friend and begin to talk, you're talking politics. You know, people, you know, many times we don't know how we're disgracing God. He'll just be ashamed of us. You know, Jesus said something here. He said, if you are ashamed of me, what did he say? I will be ashamed of you before my Father and his holy angels. That is, I will not speak for you. I will not intercede for you. The angels will not move on your behalf. Now, what do I mean by being ashamed of Christ? This is what it means. Or being ashamed of the Lord. Let me just expression here. It means that, now I was saying earlier, we don't know what many times we are saying things that he's just ashamed of us. What do we mean? This country, who do you think will rule, who will win the election in 2019? Ah. <laughs> the cabal, they have decided. They will not let anybody else rule. It is only them that we rule. The, the same people in PDP that move to APC. And in APC, they have agreed. If you notice, since 1965, you start analyzing. That's the problem in this country. The powers that be, they control who rules. Many of those powers that be, you know the interesting part? Like, I keep my life, you know, I've lived long enough. All those powers that be, are, are you telling that they have lived for the last how many years? Did the powers that be, Shagari came, he left. Powers that be, or oh, before that it was Obasanjo. Before that it was Mutala. Before that it was Goan. Okay? Powers that be, powers that be, I keep on hearing that story again and again. And I wonder, powers that be, no, they die. <laughs> are you noticing that? Don't they die? What I mean is that they chose Shagarish, chose um, Buhari, chose um, uh, uh, Babangida, the powers that be put um, uh, Shonekon, powers that be remove Shonekon and put <laughs> Abacha, <laughs> powers that be killed Abacha, you know what I'm saying? Put Asalami, who quickly, powers that be told him, run, 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 he moved and brought about. And listen, the truth is that there's no powers that be. What is the praise of God? Who will rule in 2019? Said the Lord, the governor amongst the nations, he has decided. Yes. We will see. That is how Christians talk. That's how Christians talk. When they hear that, oh, some people are decamping and recamping. And they're arranging and rearranging. Laugh. As a believer, you should laugh. Say, no matter what they organize, it is who the Lord has picked that we stand. He said, I used to say, listen, we can discuss politics, so, but let's tell, the, tell ourselves the truth. The Lord the king of kings has chosen the ruler in 2019. Everything we are seeing is just those things playing out. I've told you my story. I was watching the American presidential election. I have a lot of interest in such things. Then one day, as I was watching the debates, then one day I looked and I said, why am I even worrying myself? No, when, when, when CNN will announce, oh, so some debates on some people, uh, somebody is debating somebody. Mentally, I mark the time so that I won't miss the debate. Then one day I told myself, what's all of this? All this debate is just exercise in what? Futility. Solomon said like this, he has given us things to be busy with so that, he says, Bible calls it eternity in their hearts. They are so busy so that they won't know what is going to happen. So just the activity, motions. When they just, I say, oh, the Lord has already picked who will win this election. At that time, Donald Trump looked like one of those things that, you know, just come up to excite everybody. Who thought he would win? I did not. It was when he won the, surprisingly, when he won the Republican primaries, I said, ah, is this guy serious? 
Then he went, but and later on I found out that by August of that year, a man had prophesied and said that God told him, and he said it openly. At that time, he was at the bottom of the polls. After you watch the polls, you open your mouth and make a statement. Many people in Nigeria were speaking, Jonathan shall return, Jonathan shall return to Turkey. They forget that last part of it. (laughs) The Lord is good. So like I was saying, what is the praise of God? Just understanding sorry things. So when people are asking you questions, you just simply answer them like that. You answer them. You know, I wrote an article, okay, I'll release it on the blog sometime in, over the next uh, day or two, okay? I, I hope I finish it, okay? But people sometimes tell you that, look, all right, oh, I, I just painted a, a scenario in there. A man asking a, a friend, ah, I have not seen your wife and children for a while. Oh, say I've moved them overseas. Say why? Say I need to give my children a chance in life. That is taking praise away from God. Why? He said, because he said, the way this country is going, we don't know what the future holds. Let's put them where society is balanced so we can plan for their future. Say, ah. And the person doesn't say anything about what God has to say about it. What has he done? He has taken praise away from God. If you are to speak about your children, this is how you speak the praise of God. I, I have prayed for them. I trust the Lord he will take them somewhere good. That's the first statement you make. No matter what the circumstances of life say, my children were not born for calamity. That is, we are quoting scripture here. Is the word of God we are speaking. You open your mouth and say that, look, promotion does not come from the east, doesn't come from the west, and doesn't come from the south. That God is the judge. He lifts up one while he's bringing down another. That's for my children, I have prayed for them. God will take care of them. Anywhere they are found in this world, their destiny is controlled by God. They will never be average. The Bible says concerning the righteous man, it said the seed will be mighty on the earth. Are you seeing what they are saying here? What are you doing? You are giving God his praise. That's what you are doing. You are giving him his praise. Praise, listen, let me emphasize again. I'm going over this again because we need to print it in our minds. Praise is not just our lifting our hands. That's an expression. Are you getting my point? That is one expression of praise. It's not just lifting our hands and singing. That's an expression. The real praise must first be in our heart. And what is that praise? For us to recognize that God holds the power. That's what praise is. It's a conscious recognition that he holds the power. I've seen the way people talk about check up, check up, medical check up. It makes me laugh. When they talk about it, it's with adoration. If I do check up regularly, I will live long. Again, that is taking praise away from God. The way people worship their food, does it have cholesterol? Does it have salt? People who are confused about their own knowledge, they are leading you. That is taking praise away from God. We must not let those who are confused. No, I'm telling you the truth. When they say about food, when they give you food, the first thing you do is what? You give thanks. Not analyze the cholesterol content. Praise is recognizing that my health comes from where? From God. That is the spirit of Christ in me that is giving life to my mortal body. That is what praise is. It's a conscious recognition. Until that thing is in your heart, your song is empty. I don't know whether you're getting my point here. That is why we like to sing abstract songs. Not abstract songs. My favorite, God that dwells in light unapproachable. And we don't know the light that is approachable, the one that is not approachable. We like to sing that song. In that song. We like to sing songs or use words that, you know, I teach students, you know, medical students. 
I tell them, never use words you can't explain. You call for an oral exam, I ask you a question, give me an answer. Next line is, explain. What does it mean? Once you start babbling, the mark you thought you had, I will collect it. In the same manner, spiritually, look, if you use words that don't make meaning to you, you say you are praising God. He's not angry, he's not like me, he's not a lecturer. Are you getting my point? He's not like me. But he's wondering, what are you talking about? The example I've given is a God that made 100 billion stars. Except you understand, you know, astronomy, advanced physics, advanced mathematics. That thing has no meaning to you. But if you say, ah, Lord, I'm 30 years today. The Lord that kept me. Oh, there was a time my mother said I was very sick at the age of three. I was unconscious for two days. I was in hospital for a total of seven days. And look at it. I'm here today. God, thank you. Do you know that praise makes meaning? Yes, sir. Five minutes on that is more important to the Lord than one year of telling him he made a hundred trillion stars. By the way, after I said the number of stars in the galaxy, in our galaxy, the number of galaxies was by a hundred billion. I went and checked. They now said, ah, it is, now they are beginning to suspect, they used to say hundred billion. That's closer to two trillion. Advanced telescopes now showing them that the stars are about two trillion. That may be up to two trillion. Galaxies, not stars, galaxies. Each galaxy has over a hundred billion stars. You can sing God's praise like that a whole night. You know, let me tell you, it's not just words God is hearing. He's seeing the heart. But if you said, God, ah, I'm 30 years today. At the age of 10, one day I was crossing the road. That one I remember. And the car came, knocked me down. My mother thought I was dead. I got up, brushed my clothes, and said, Mommy, don't worry, I'm okay. I know it was the angel of God that took the impact. Lord, thank you. It's not, oh, I was lucky. I was lucky as collecting the praise of God and putting it on nothing. If I literally vain thing. We say, oh, it's the Lord that preserved me. I remember, oh God, you are celebrating 30th birthday. There was a time my head, I think, was so rough, I can't remember. But then I got food. My prayers are able to feed us. It's the angels of God that brought food. Father, we thank you. What are you doing? Every moment you are ascribing to him the praise that is due. You are saying, God, the power belongs to you. It's an attitude. Is that, that constancy I'm talking about? That's why, you know, when people used to fight, 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 fight. I remember those days. I was in Lagos. If you don't go, to, if you don't go, it, it, the time seems to have come back slightly. But it's not as bad as it used to be that time. Of if I don't go abroad, I will die. There's even 2 a.m. They have gone to a lake Christian to go and queue for a visa interview. Not time that you apply online. Thoughts of making money, joining queue, all kinds of things. Occasionally, I'll go by there. I, I, I'll drive by that area because I used to drive my cousin. And I see Nigerians on the queue. And I shake my head. I say, I can't queue like this for anybody. Why? Not from the east, not the west. Not from the south comes exaltation. God is judge. I say, I will never go anywhere looking for prosperity. I say, I will never. Somebody said, why? I said, it is written. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, behold, I, not chance, not a country, not a profession, not qualification, I, we cause prosperity to flow towards, not you looking for it, but towards you like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. I said, no, the power belongs to God. 
I was saying this. Don't think I had money. I was broke too. Oh, I was broke. I wasn't speaking because, you see, you know, supernaturally, I was just being supplied. I was just, you know, I wake up in the morning. I come, money, come, and money will come. Many times I call money, come. Money tell me I'm coming. <laughs> I know when a Nigerian tell you, tells you I'm coming. It doesn't mean he's moving. It means wait. And Naira was Nigerian. I tell him, money, come. Money say I heard you, but I am coming. And I will wait patiently. Routinely at that time, I used to be broke by the 14th, 15th of every month. Flat broke. Oh, yes, flat. Zero broke. I don't mean broke, just managing. No. Nothing again. So I learned a trick early in life. As soon as they pay salaries, I go and buy food. Food, yes. Enough food to last the month. So that if I'm broke, at least beans is still remaining. <laughs> if I'm broke, rice is still remaining. You will find something to eat. And for that reason, I didn't used to go anywhere. Transportation was expensive. I was in Lagos. If you go to places you get hungry on the way, you'll be tempted to buy something. So the easy way to do it, just sit where? At home. No, I'm telling you, it worked. Just sit at home. One way by which God supplies our needs is to reduce the needs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, people think that every time he just, he just pours money from heaven. No. Many times what he does is to train us in management, how to manage things. Let me just digress slightly. Let me explain that to believers. Every situation of life, God is training you to do something. He's training you. Somebody said, anytime I'm flying, you know, when I'm going to Abuja, I'm always flying. I take, I take a flight. Or every time I, I have to travel, I take a flight. And when I go to, the, to, to Lagos, I, I met one man one day. He told me, I've never seen Niger, River Niger. And he was born in Enugu. And grew up in Enugu. And in Nigeria. How can you never see River Niger? She has never been on the road. I looked at him that day. <laughs> Are you serious? Say no. That that road, he has never passed that road. He was taking flights from his mother's womb. So you hear some people like that. And they're not, ah, God, when is my own time coming? Every time. Eh? They know me at the snatch. They know me at the, <laughs> the young. They know you as God is good. I go for it. <laughs> now peace is doing Lagos. They, do, they know you at peace also. And you're angry. God said this, but you don't understand. According to Bishop Edipo, you need the gallop on the road to shake revelation out of your brain. <laughs> Bishop said, when you sit inside the car, the car is hot. It will heat your brain up. You, by the time you get to Lagos, you're having visions and revelations. <laughs> Some people said that, Bishop was saying, those Bishop was saying, that what, do you look, what are you looking for an AC for? He said, if you have an AC in your house too early, your brain gets too cold. You can't think that you need your brain to warm up. That what do you need AC for? You need big windows. You know, we preach a gospel that appears as if God only knows how to produce, supply plenty. It's a lie. Paul said, this is a gospel. I know how to abound. I know how to abase. I've learned to do all of these things through Christ who strengthens me. That the person who cannot endure poverty, God said, cannot endure prosperity. No, that's the word of God. You must be able to be happy, smile in the midst of nothing. Before you are ready to receive the abundance of God. That's one thing God, people don't realize it. 
ability to wash his shirt ten times and make it look as if it's brand new is one of the things that's key to your destiny. Ability to patch a shirt and nobody will notice. God is leading you to that position where they see you, say, man, this your shirt is fine. Say, yeah, you like it? Thank you very much. And you say, Father, thank you. They wouldn't believe this was handed to me by a senior brother. And then I, I, I repackaged it. And the glory of God is shining through it. If you can't give that testimony, you won't prosper. You want to give testimony, say, yeah, I don't wear my shirt more than twice. Once I wash it twice, once the factory shine is off it, praise God, I prosper so much, I just drop it. Forget that thing, that's not life. Don't aspire. So you like, I like that kind of testimony. It's a useless testimony. You know what God said? Associate with the lowly. So when you want testimonies, look for a man who didn't have. He had only one. Yet every time people saw him, they thought he had plenty. That's a testimony you should associate with. Say, God, how did he do it? Every fool can have plenty and be, be happy. It takes a man that really has faith to have little and still smile. And God appreciates such people. So do you see those, my boys? I like what T.D.J. said. Say, if you see a man cleanly dressed and everything, say, oh, the Lord is good. He said, that's a conqueror. He said, but you see a man close, tattered, is shivering, things are bad. He puts up his hand and says, the Lord is good. He said, that one is more than a conqueror. <laughs> so everything is working smoothly. You are happy, you are a conqueror. But things are bad, you are still happy, then you are more. Anyway, like I said, that's just a digression. So please, people of God, Complaining, whining is not allowed in the life of a believer. No matter how things are not working well, no, no, no. You smile. Say this is the phase of learning. Anybody can cook fantastic soup if they give you ten thousand naira for a small. Yeah, ten thousand for a small pot. You can't cook anything. Even if you don't know how to cook, just go to the market. Look for the choicest piece of meat, choicest uh, seafoods, the best vegetable oil, the best spices. Mix everything. They will cook themselves. There's one program my children like watching on TV, Chopped. I don't know if you have seen it on Food Network, Chopped. When they want to test you in Chopped, they will give you a set that they, this, that's all they are giving you. And they tell you they give you 30 minutes to produce something from it. That's why you don't know those who know how to cook. They will look, what do I have here? What do I have here? I'm going to make this, make this, make this, make that. They are going to test you on what you can produce for that, from the limited resources. If they gave you, let's say, $200 cook, of course. And they give you one whole day. But they, they test your skill by giving you little. And giving you little time. Say, produce something good out of it. You are getting my point here? And believe me, God does it with us too. He does it with us. Gives you small money and say, let me see how the amount of, let me see how you will manage the resources. He gives some people small money. They say, ah, I hear the new, the Galaxy S8 is out. 350,000. Or more. 350 kilo. I got to one woman when I was young. Said the money was sounding tau, tau. So I was like, how can money be sounding like one shot? I didn't know it was thousand the woman was calling. And it's not the thousand of today. I'm telling you, the thousand of when I was young. <laughs> yeah, the 350,000. Now you go and buy small, small. You're not paying small, small for Galaxy S8. Let me pray for you. In the name of Jesus, a thief will slap you and collect it. <laughs> You are paying small, small. Eight months later, you are still balancing. And this is not in America where you are maybe like contract. This is Nigeria. We buy our phone off the shelf. 
They now come to church. Pastor says, brethren, um, we have outreach tomorrow. We'd like those who will be able to give us money to please wait behind and there. Uh, and I said, they are always doing outreach in this church. What did you not do one last week? It's Galaxy S8 that's your problem. You have mortgaged your future for a smartphone that's not doing much more than your techno, your friend's techno. WhatsApp, you get it. Facebook is on both of them. The pride of life. And I'll bring out your phone everybody can see what you are using. In case you don't know, many times people are seeing your foolishness. They say, is that your phone? In their mind, whisper, they just get the crease. Then they say, oh, very nice. When do you buy it? They say, oh, yeah, yeah. No, say, I went to slot the other day. They have this package. And you both walk in the same way. They are pinching themselves. They say, this guy is not going to go far. They say, oh, very, very nice. And you think you're impressing them. They are laughing at you behind your back. Believe me, God is laughing harder than them. <laughs> the Lord is good. Like I said, that's a digression. That's a digression. Life is in faces, Bishop Udipo said. And men are in sizes. He said, leave your size per time. In fact, maybe somebody came to hear this today. You know why? Because I was in my house. I was about to wear my shirt. I re- something came to my mind. I said, any phone you have that is false and you will cry is bigger than you. Maybe somebody's here that needs to hear it. Oh, let your S8 screen break first. No, go there now. They will look at you and say, this one, screen, 160,000. You will look like... <laughs> you, you think the man is a comedian. He's not joking with you. Believe me, they are, even if they dash you, you know what? There are things you shouldn't even use. If they give it to you, say, no, thank you. Say, I'm dashing you, say, no. Why, you create it. <laughs> My friend, Pastor Corey, said somebody gave him a wristwatch when he was a young pastor. Those is just hiding in Tokuto. He said, look, the wristwatch. Drop him. Say, if I wear this one to preach, this church will not grow. <laughs> say, if I wear this one to preach, the church will not grow. I know that this one is not my level. I have a revelation for somebody because I, I just now that I'm talking about it, I realized I thought about it when I was at home. If you have a phone that when it breaks, it will cause depression. It's not your own. I, don't, I know you bought it with your money. That's when Jesus said, sell all you have and give to the poor. You need to do that. You need to free yourself. You need to free... You no, know, Those are the ways you free your heart from being attached to material things. If you cannot break and you say, ha, ah, what a pity, it's broken. Rubbish. If you can't say that, it's too expensive for you. If they will steal it and you will block the streets, and nobody is coming out of the street today. <laughs> I went to the other time to explain that one of the things God teaches us, all right, is that ability to manage is important. It is because, like I was teaching on Saturday, it is because that's part of the wonder he's working. Producing a disciplined person out of an irresponsible person like he used to be. That's a great wonder for him. That is harder for him to work than to bring money. One of our brothers said the day his wife agreed to marry him, was what he, he had told the girl, marry me. The girl, of course, naturally, she, she was thinking about it. Then he got some money, heavy amount of money. And I thought, so, I mean, and she used, to, he used to tell her everything. So she knew that the money was there. She, not, she wasn't looking for his money, but if you really love me, you know, I should get my portion of that money. So anyway, she wasn't asking. She, she came to, he came to dash her, her portion. Maybe like 20000 or 50000 You know what reached her? 1000 there. So the girl said, 
Don't worry. Take your money. So the guy collected the money and put it in the pocket. Oh, foolish boy. <laughs> but in his foolishness, do you know it worked for him? Later I told the guy, said, let me explain to you. The money may look small, but let me tell you what happened. He sat down and gave her a breakdown of where every cobble went. He could account for every penny. Then she looked through it. He didn't buy a shirt. He didn't buy a pair of shoes. He didn't buy anything. He just said to responsibility, all that's left, maybe like 3,000 or so, I have given you one out of the three. That was the day she agreed to marry him. Said so she had never seen a man this responsible. She just saw him share out money. And that the little he gave me was not because he didn't love me, but because the responsibility, all right, there were plenty. The responsibilities were just over the place. And so for him to have brought that one out, he was thinking seriously about me. Look, listen, I, I preached that thing on Saturday. What God is, pro- he knows what he's producing. You're asking him for a millionaire, he could give it to you. But I'm going to give you 50,000. And let me see how you will stretch it. Let me see what you will do with it. Like I keep on saying, you go and buy gold on credit. Father, show them direct, show the thieves direction to that house. I'm saying, there are things you don't do on credit. You know what you do in life? Make sure you're a very responsible and important person. Everything you wear is gold. You know that? Yes. There are times people have seen my wife do this in church. Ah, but this is very nice. One day, one bro, one bro, thief stole his gold. They went to his house, stole his things, yeah, wedding stuff and all of that. So, no, so the, the wife was not talking to my wife later. That they need, to, they need to buy new wedding band and all of that and all of that. So now looking at my wife's and say, ah, this is very nice. So please, where do you buy it? Like, can you con- connect with who sold this one to you? Say this one, oh, no, I bought this one one five oh. What happened? I lost my ring. Actually, it happened. My wife lost her ring, her wedding ring, and she needed to travel. So she was without it for some days. Then suddenly she needed to travel. She was going abroad. She said, no, I'm a married woman. I must wear a wedding band. So she ran to the market just to buy something to travel with. So just bought some gloves. How much do you buy, baby? One kill, one five, put it on her finger, and traveled with it, and forgot it on the finger, you know? And it was there for weeks and months. That was when one sister saw it in church. I said, I lost my own. I like this, your own. I would like to buy it. you buy it from? He said, you wait. You just go there one shop. That way. He said, one five. Then the girl looked back. Madam, did you wear one five ring? You see, <laughs> the problem is that I don't have a poverty mentality. I'm happy. I'm, I, look, I don't care what you think of me, so I can confidently wear a ring for 1,005. But you think you need to buy gold for 65,000. And when you wear it, you think everybody's looking at it. Everybody's wearing something. Nobody's looking at your own. <laughs> Trust me, nobody, nobody has your time. Nobody has your time. The Lord is good. I was about to be talking about the power of praise. What are we talking about? How did I get there? No, believe me, that's what God is building in us. He's building it. He's building it. So that time, and that thing is for him is so precious. The ability to stand and not feel inferior to anybody. God said, look, you need to get there before I move you to the next level. So he removes everything you have. The, little, the extra shirts you had, you hung it on the rope. And once you've collected it, remaining only two. So I said, you will wear these two shirts, alternate them for the next three months to the same church, and you're an usher. Say, ah, God, why you won't do me like this? 
I want you to know that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. One day, he will release so much money to you, you can buy a hundred thousand shirts. At that time, you won't want again. Go and check the big man. Now, now I'm about to say it, note it. Go and watch what the acting president wears. You will think it's the same thing all the time. Yes, it's deliberate. I found a big man, that's what they now do. So, no, that's it. I remember the days of um, one of these Hebrews, always wearing a simple white top. All this one I was impressed. There's fringings of poverty mentality. Yeah, a little bit of it remaining. I'm not saying it's all of it, though. Small, small, and I still remain. Some of these movie stars and uh, singers that need to be changing clothes every five minutes. I've been watching the acting president's clothes. Always smartly cut, without funny cap. Just watch him like ten times. You will see only the smallest variation. Maybe one may have lines that one have, but they always did the same colorless dark. Why? The idea is that take my clothes out of the picture. It's deliberate. I think God said I should solve problems of some people today. Because when I was leaving my house, I just that that just came to my mind. Just came to my mind that if your phone breaks and you won't be able to sleep for one week, it's too expensive for you. Live your life, life normally. You will grow. It will get to a point. I mean, do you understand? People should learn to do what? To grow. Take life stage by what? Stage. Stage by stage. How did I get into all of this? I was, is that what I'm missing for today? I'm sure I'm, hoping, I'm helping somebody. I'm helping somebody. And for you single guys, if any woman won't marry you unless you have something, don't marry her too. That makes two of you. You look surprised to hear that. What's your problem? <laughs> Any woman demanding she buy something? <laughs> eh? Ah. <laughs> Just tell the person that when Pastor Banky married, he too did not have. He said, What? I didn't have anything. So, whatever she's telling you to have, I didn't have to. You can be sure of that. Apostle, talk to him after. The Lord is good. Oh, Lord. I'm not going to get back to my message. Oh, I, I think I talk too much. I talk too much. <laughs> because, I'm, you know, this is not part of my message. But all those of you that came to spoil my message today may not have mercy on you. Yeah, the Lord will have mercy on you. I, this was not part of I, I remember where I went into that. I was talking about the praise of God. I know where I went into that. That did the, I, look, we must refuse to give God's praise to anything else. I was talking about the fact that I told people that I wouldn't run anywhere looking for money because I believe that the word of God that came to me was strong and it was true. He said, Behold, I will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river. The key words being number one, I is the Lord that will do it. Two, it will flow towards, not me, going towards it. I'm supposed to face the direction that God has said I should face, and the thing will go towards. And he said, if wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream, to come from every place. And that, that's why I went into that. So at that time when I was believing this, it wasn't like I had anything. I was not talking about how to manage your life. So what we're saying is that the praise of God is for us to ascribe to him the glory that is due to him. And it's not just when we come to church. It's not just when we are gathered to pray. It's something that we do all the time. Last time we ended with something. I want to continue with that today. We're going to stand up. We're going to pray. And what we're going to do is just take different aspects of life. You understand? And call God 
his name in that area. He's described himself. You know, one thing the Bible is for, if you, you can listen to our series on seven names of God, I talked about it then, all right? The seven names of God. And I talked about the fact that the third commandment, the spirit of the third commandment, you know, Paul said, walk by the spirit, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. What that means is that every law has a spirit, has a spirit. The commandment, the love, the, there, are two, there are two things that are, that are considered the spirit behind the law. And that is, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's what Jesus said. Those are the, that's what Paul called walking by the spirit. Every commandment has a spirit. So when he says, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God and place it on a vain thing. The spirit behind it is that recognize that God is the source of all things. You don't take the name of God and place it anywhere else. When we're talking about the seven names of God, that's what we emphasized. God gave us the Bible so that we know the description. You know, spiritual things have to be described for you. If you're on this earth, you cannot meditate yourself into it. It has to be described for you. That's why God gave it to prophets. Prophets wrote those things down so that we'll be able to take their words. So what I'm trying to say is that God has described himself. He has described himself. He has described himself. There are different names. There are hundreds of names that he calls himself in the Bible. In fact, when I was talking about the seven names of God, I told you that I chose the number seven, not as in counting one to seven, but like in spiritual numerology, they call it the number of perfection. So let you know that God's name is actually infinite. When I chose the seven, it was just to represent the infinite nature of the names of God. And in the scriptures, he has called himself by different names. So what is praise? To call him by that name. To ascribe to him the glory that's due to his name. To not ascribe to him any other thing. Sometimes, let me just give one, one way we ascribe to uh, go, carry God's name and put it somewhere else. Why is America developed today? You will say, it's because the people know how to plan. If you say like that, you don't know anything. <laughs> 